from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I, I kind of don't know how to feel about this. This is the Rich Eisen Show. But my quarterback's got true coat. You said we would have a deal, and you said if we sat here, we would have a deal. I, this is my deal. The Rich Eisen Show. You're talking in circles. You're talking like we didn't go over this already. Today's guests, Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson, ESPN college basketball analyst, Dick Vitale, plus from the new FX drama breeders, actor Martin Freeman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're here on a Friday of March Madness tipping Woo. off in the state of Indiana. And that happens Woo. 15 minutes time. Virginia Tech at Florida. Followed by uh, our friends at Colgate at Arkansas, Drexel in Illinois, Utah State, Texas Tech. Bust out those brackets and remind yourself who you picked when you had no idea who was going to win most of those games. <laughs> still don't. Still don't. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman and Mike hey, Tell Too. One of you gents is celebrating a birthday today. Hey! Mike Del Tufo. Mike 55. Double nickel. Double nickel. As old as the Super Bowl itself. Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you over there. Thank you, Rich. And good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? I'm tremendous, Rich. I'm tremendous. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am. I'm telling you, Mike, uh, we, we tried to uh, surprise you with a guest today. Um, we reached out to PJ Carlissimo to call in and... <laughs> Sing you happy birthday, kind of like you know that and a bunch of names around. Uh, yeah. But but he's about to take the microphone for Westwood One, calling one of these games. Oh. So uh, we tried. We tried, Mike. Thank you. But uh, that said, whatever else we could do for you over the next three hours. Um, TJ was working up a plan. We'll talk about that. Was well, that right? Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. We got a ton of real estate. That's rising after dark, though. Here's what we can do. Uh, we can get Dick Vitale to sing you happy birthday. Seen Hall alumni. There you go. We stepped in. I should have. I should have stepped in. We should have known that. I should have known that. Okay, very good. I think he'll sing you happy birthday. Okay, I'm in. He's right in the middle of this program, right? uh, Probably when uh, the first game that's tipping off on uh, CBS uh, will be going to uh, halftime. So we're keeping an eye on all of that. Virginia Tech and Florida tipping off uh, in the great state of Indiana for the men's basketball tournament. We've all filled out our brackets. Later on, we'll reveal who our. Final four are, uh, are and who our champion is going to be and who uh, my three children filled out brackets yesterday and they're very excited to be competing with the, uh, all of us, you three jamokes and dad. <laughs> so that'll be a lot of fun to keep an eye on throughout the next three weeks of uh, March Madness. Uh, first up is going to be Doug Peterson. The, uh, the Eagles had a, a, a press conference yesterday, and Howie Roseman, the general manager and uh, the chief grocery shopper in Philadelphia, Nick Seriani, the man who has placed Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, also spoke yesterday uh, in Indianapolis. He said that the Green Bay game, that's the one where they finally said, that's the end of this, we got it, we have to see what we see in Jalen Hurts. That was a game that was deep into the Eagles season that uh, was we saw crumbling right before our very eyes. He said that's when he first hit him that it might be over in Philadelphia for him and that he is eager to show his new teammates in the locker room that he is a competitor, that he does have the right stuff. The word thick skin wasn't said, but that's what everyone's dancing around (laughs) for Carson Wentz and a man who does have all the answers. I don't know if we'll 
get many of them from him because he's one of those high-class, turn-the-page, I'm-only-looking-at-the-glass-half-full individuals in Doug Peterson. He'll be joining us from, I do believe he's still in the state of Louisiana, where his son had a pro day with Louisiana Monroe yesterday. He's a tight end in this uh, in this crazy football world, and we'll see Doug Peterson, uh, who's coming up for my uh, Best Dad Ever trophy. He was out there for his son's pro day. He'll be joining us in about 15 minutes' time. And then the actor Martin Freeman, season two of uh, Breeders on FX. For those uh, who know him, you know a ton of his work. If you're watching on radio right now and you need a sort of refresher, Martin Freeman has been in such great um, programs as Sherlock and the British office, and he was in Love Actually in films. He was the CIA agent in Black Panther. He's in The Hobbit. He is in uh, Breeders on FX, and he is going to be joining us in hour number three, and I'm a huge fan of his work, and everyone who's a huge fan of The Office knows the British Office, and the American versions are available right here on Peacock, where we're available every single day between 12 and 3 Eastern time on NBC Sports on Peacock right after the Dan Patrick Show. Peacock, also future home of uh, some, uh, some football games. I read that yesterday. The NFL, as you know, has been uh, working on their new television contracts. They're going to be up in a couple of years. They wanted to get things done deep into the next decade, deep into this decade, through this decade, into the next decade. And they were busy uh, taking a Disney World-sized chunk out of uh, Disney and a Universal-sized chunk out of Comcast, and we could go on and on and on. And there were a lot of chunks taken out of a lot of television, Viacom, Fox, Amazon. So Amazon's going to be the future home of Thursday night football. And, you know, we're here available on a streamer every day. And, you know, Peacock was the home of one of uh, a a, a simulcast of one of the uh, NFL playoff games this year. Uh, The Browns beating the Steelers. You could see right here on Peacock. So we're all, as you know, very pro-streamer here on the Rich Eisen Show. And um, it's very exciting, exciting times. There's going to be a post-Sunday Night Football studio show, I believe, on uh, on Peacock as well. I'm re- reading about all this just like many other people are. Um, uh, Amazon has been ordered up for Thursday Night Football. It's not Amazon Prime, so you can't, I mean, it might be available on Amazon Prime. What I mean by that is you can't buy it now it, it and it won't arrive tomorrow or later today, it will arrive in 2023. So I get they hit the buy it now button, but it's not delivered until 2023 season. So it does just doesn't show up in your garage when you're not, not at home? yet. I mean, okay. it'll still be it'll still show up in the Fox packaging over the next two years. Uh, but is it, is it going to be right in front of the door so you can't open the door when you? I don't know go to retrieve it. I don't know the Amazon people who come to my house. They ring the bell. We have we have nice chit chats. Stuff it's like that always around. right in front of the door. So when I open the door, the pack, it's, I can't even open the door. We're, we're, I'm going to get right on that with Bezos right now uh, during the first commercial <laughs> I know you break. Got that's, how I've, that's how I've got that sort of relationship. Line. Well, I mean, as you know, he's he's been in Roger Goodell's uh, Super Bowl suite uh, for the Super Bowl the last few years. You saw him there a couple years ago yourself, Chris. I did. And so uh, he's been cultivating that caper for quite some time, and it got pulled off. 100 Billion dollars. You think it was like ninety nine billion, and they're like, you know, we need to get one more Just billion. I said, like, we got to round this thing. It can't be. We got to round up. 
So there's wow. just going to be a diff- many different ways in which the NFL will be broadcast to you, the fans, and that you'll be able to consume it. And that's pretty uh, pretty neat. Um, and speaking of, you know, the Bears, they just can't. <laughs> the Bears can't buy a break. Okay. And by that, I mean this. The drafting of Mitchell Trubisky, as we all know, did not work out. Okay. We all know that. And by the end of the day, you know, the 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 Trubisky signing didn't work out right from the get-go. Um, there was one season in which it did wind up with a playoff season and a coach of the year season for their new head coach, Matt Nagy. That's when it kind of looked like maybe they've got something here. But even then, Bears fans were kind of like higher register. Hey, maybe we got something here. Maybe this guy from uh, Andy Reid's staff is going to be able to cook this thing up and we made the playoffs and – you know, uh, it kind of stinks that, you know, that they hit a couple of uprights. Cody Parkey winds up on the Today Show the next day, and we got to cut his ass, and, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean, just uh, just uh, a cautionary tale for all kickers, you know, that um, future future misses in the playoffs, you know, if you hang with Hoda Kotb, you're going to hear about it from just your uh, – your, your employers. That was I'd, aggressive. I'd, I'd like no, I know, I know that. I know you're I mean, a huge like Hoda fan, and I just <laughs> like dropping her name here on this show, just to hear if you're all listening. But even when, you know, all that was working out for the Bears, you, you could even talk to Bears fans just wondering if this could actually be the case. And the reason why is you saw what Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were doing at the same time. That's the problem with the drafting of Trubisky. Is it pre- even in the year in which it was the, the, the highest watermark, we all saw what... Mahomes looked like, and we all saw what uh, Deshaun Watson had already looked like. Trubisky's year where he went to the playoffs was the year that Mahomes made the AFC Championship game and lost to Brady. Okay, So even with Trubisky making the playoffs, the guy who they didn't choose instead of him made it damn near to the Super Bowl in his first year as a starter. And we saw what Watson looked like the year before and what he was looking like that year. So that's kind of the problem. And then, as we all know, as Trubisky regressed and the other two got to be all, you know, all world players, it made it look even worse. So that was the problem with the Trubisky drafting, essentially, in terms of the public relations, in terms of the uh, the ownership of a decision that, that uh, Michael Wilbon, a part of the interruption uh, two days ago, said would set the franchise back 10 years. We're now four plus years into that decision and we're halfway home. Now, obviously you could turn that thing around and that's the problem as well is that the Trubisky decision gets made worse because you keep, if you're the organization, the team that made that choice in place to turn the page and they turn the page. They try for Russell Wilson. Doesn't work out. Literally, everybody in this business has heard from somebody associated with the Bears organization to tell you we tried. This is what we tried for, so on and so forth. But it makes the decision look even worse that you've kept the guy who made the wrong decision when they're like, hey, everybody, we're going to go into the first season without Trubisky, not turning the page with some bright, new, shiny object although they could draft one, but not with some new huge swing for the fence acquisition, but with Andy Dalton, who, you know, you need to go higher register to say, hey, you never know. Yeah. 
And then it's made even worse by the fact that Trubisky's next move makes all the other moves look even worse. Trubisky signs as a backup in Buffalo. And essentially, he not only signs as a backup where another team that is on the ascent, another team that is viewed as having an idea about how to put a roster together and marry it to a philosophy, another team that almost made the Super Bowl this year decides your guy that you tried to turn into, say, Josh Allen, in terms of just accomplishments, not physical stature, but you tried with your top first-round choice to turn this guy into a dynamic franchise face that has a huge upside and is worthy of a nine-figure extension down the road sooner rather than later. You tried that. We evaluate him as a backup. And the rest of the league, I guess one would say, after Trubisky kicked the tires on the new league year, don't call it tampering window, tampering window, and then the first few days of the new league year, they, the rest of the league, caused Trubisky to evaluate himself as this is my best option is to be a backup quarterback. And on top of it, not just any backup quarterback for anyone, for someone who is just getting started on a dynamite Pro Bowl, perennial Pro Bowl career, not going anywhere, going to be in Buffalo for a very long time, is about to get paid. The only way Trubisky gets on that field for Buffalo to prove his worth as maybe a starter for your team in the NFL is if something totally disastrous happens to Josh Allen. And Mitchell Trubisky acknowledges that by signing on the dotted line. So put it all together. Trubisky's drafting was questioned from the start. Even when he is in a major ascent, makes a Pro Bowl, coach takes team to playoffs, should have, in quotes, won a playoff game at home, wins coach of the year. That's even taking a backseat to, well, he's not Mahomes or Watson either, is he? based on what we're seeing for the first two years. Then there's a regression. Then they turn the page. They don't get the swing for the fence acquisition. They try, don't get them. Finish up by saying, well, here's our best option. Two quarterbacks who you and Chicago know are definitely not Mahomes and Watson. We're not even on the road to finding our next Mahomes and Watson. And the guy that you thought was better than Mahomes and Watson, when he does leave you, signs to be a backup for a kid that will never relinquish the job this decade unless something major unfortunate happens. And it looks like Trubisky just signed his first contract being a very well-paid and also higher register. Hey, this guy can come in and win some football (laughs) games for you type backup in the league. Sorry, Bears fans. We'll take a break. Doug Peterson, the former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, a guy three years removed from winning a Super Bowl. He will join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show about what happened and his future. Dick Vitale will join us as March Madness about to tip off. And Martin Freeman on hour number three. And you throughout. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, 
O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. We're on NBC Sports on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock to see us every day, you should get it because there's going to be NFL games on it coming soon. It's just going to get better and better and better. The WWE launched on uh, the service just yesterday. So we welcome all the wrestling fans that are here. TJ Jefferson is a, you're our, you're our official wrestling aficionado on the Rich Johnson show. So. I'm going to take them down the path. Very good. Very good. So we're all one big happy family. You can get it for free at uh, PeacockTV.com. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show is uh, one of our favorite guests uh, from his days as coaching with the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, back here on the show, fresh off of the Louisiana Monroe Pro Day, where his son Josh took the field uh, doing tight end drills under this man's watchful eye. He is Doug Peterson. How are you, Coach? Hey, I'm doing fine, Rich. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a fun day yesterday to be with uh, a few of the players. Obviously, my son out there. It's the first time I've really had to... To, to to be to be actually on the field uh, with him, so it was a great it was a great uh, it was a great day. So, so uh, but thanks for having me on. Of today. course, you got it. So you went out there and you ran the drills. I saw some of the video. You were out there going uh, running the drills uh, for your son and the other tight ends that uh, and others that were out there. Correct. That's correct. That's correct. I wanted to just make sure that he, um, you know, put his best foot forward, obviously, and, and wanted to showcase uh, what he what he could do and and uh, some of the other players there. So. So I, I put a little script together, uh, you know, about 14, 15 routes for him and uh, was able to kind of coach him through it and uh, did, did a nice job. Okay, and then obviously we could tell he was your son when he put up 19 reps of 225 in the weight room, right, Doug? 
Well, that's not my. That that didn't come from me because I didn't put up nineteen. You did not back in your day. day. You never put up nineteen. Is that is that true? Not not even close. Not even close. (laughs) Uh, I think I think back then all I had to do was one eighty five, not two twenty five. So that's uh, it's a big difference. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I I saw that number. That's a that's a whopping fine number though. Nineteen reps. So how how did you think he did? I mean, because you 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 clearly know what scouts look for and what uh, talent evaluators are looking for. What's your What's your first blush opinion here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I obviously, you know, take the take the had to take the dad hat off for for of a second, and just kind of watch watch as a uh, you know as a as a scout or a coach, and and uh, I thought he I thought he did well. You know, I mean, there's obviously some things he can continue to improve and, and work on, but I thought that the, the bench press, you know, of 19 reps was was really solid. Um, he's he's been training extremely hard to to obviously, uh, you know. Get to that, get to that point, and, and um, he, he did a nice job. And the, the routes and the skills outside, I thought that's where he was going to be able to showcase, you know, his, his talent just a little bit, and and some of the things that he did, um, you know, at Louisiana Monroe, and, and he was able to do that. So I thought overall he did a did a really nice job, and, and you know, to have, I think there was anywhere from twenty three, twenty four, twenty five teams, you know, present yesterday. I thought was. Uh, was good not only for for him and then the players that worked out but but for the university as well for the program yeah the number i saw was 25 were were any of your uh eagles friends out there uh as well yeah you... yeah 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 sean heinlein uh the scout for the eagles who who, who, who kind of scouts this area um was there and, and and got to see got to see him and visit and catch up with him and see how he was doing and then um several others that i've you know met through the years through you know the combine or uh, other other workouts, whatever, were there. So it was good to kind of catch up with some of these guys. That's so cool. That's cool. Doug Peterson here, Super Bowl 52 champion head coach on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, let's get into um, uh, what some of the matters that are still at hand with you and the <laughs> and the Eagles. Um, what, when when you were in the draft room and Jalen Hurts or Jalen Hurts was selected and there was no draft room, obviously, there was the pandemic. What, what was the thinking of drafting Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, Coach? Well, you know, my philosophy has always been, and I really, honestly, have learned this throughout my career, um, you know, coaching, and, and not only being a, being a head coach, but also an assistant coach, being under, you know, Coach Reed and 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 whatnot. But you know, we're always continuing to look to, to add value, to add talent to the roster. You know, in the quarterback position, obviously, is a um, is no exception. You got to continue to, you know, have. You know, have two. I think you got to have two guys. You know, and, and and to be able to play in this league and uh, Jalen was there, and 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 we, I, I spent a lot of time watching him. You know, the whole the whole spring, and and um, you know, really really had an opportunity to to help our roster and and really look look at adding that that uh, that depth that that we needed at the position at the time. And so, you know, it was, uh, it was an opportunity for us to take him, and um, you know. Not for any immediate future, but but to have to have a solid, you know, number two. And obviously, we had Nate Sudfeld too that, that was competing for that role, and and uh, just wanted to add that, um, you know, that that, that other element uh, to to the roster. And so we were able to take uh, take Jalen there in the second round. Well, I mean, that certainly dovetails with the philosophy uh, that 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 was uh, born out, and the fact that you know the Philly special trophy is you talking to number nine. You know what I mean? Like that that that's the <laughs> that's the second quarterback right there. So the sense, yeah. and as you know, there's so many narratives that are out there that that I'm I'm, I'm wondering if you could uh, either put to rest or or add some more to is the 
starting with the drafting of Jalen Hurts, kind of uh, didn't sit well with Carson Wentz at all. Um, and uh, uh, is that true? Is that a is that a, a a proper rationale to look at it? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I, I don't want to. You know, put words in Carson's mouth, obviously, but I can I can just comment maybe even say that that, that I, you know if I if I were the starter um, and and they draft a quarterback, you know my team drafts a quarterback that that high, you know in the draft, I'd, I'd want to know why, you know. But but the thing too is 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 you know we also communicate with with guys and and want to make sure that that everybody's on board and so having those conversations with players even even with Carson going into the draft that there's a chance that you know we we take a quarterback and just just being open with with him and and look I I I wouldn't expect him to be you know completely satisfied what we saw it around the league you know with other teams um you know, you look at Green Bay and and what they did there, you know, in the draft last year and 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 whatnot. But you know, again, it's just it's 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 something that listen. It's uh sometimes the quarterback position, I think, kind of sometimes I don't want to say it, it gets overlooked, but it but it's sometimes if if you have a player there, if you have a starter in that role. You know, you you kind of skip over and say, okay, we're good in that position. Well, you, you can't just say you're good at the at, at any position on your roster. You got to continue to evaluate and add at that depth and that competition that you want. And and so we were able to we were able to pull the trigger on him and and, and bring him into Philadelphia. And so um, with with Carson, um, uh, you you had a conversation with him prior to the draft, and then after the drafting of Jalen Hurts, but he's still the starter there, and to the right. Sure. And so and so he's still the starter there, and I mean, you stuck with him a long time, you know, Coach. Yeah. You stuck with him well, quite quite a long time during the season, and now I'm hearing we're hearing uh, after the season that you and he had such a deteriorating relationship. You didn't speak to each other for weeks on end. Is that is that a a true assumption as well. You know, Carson Carson and and was going into the twenty twenty season as as our guy as our starter. He's the one yes. we drafted in twenty sixteen. You know, he was the one that that we were we were gonna hang, you know, hang our hat on and and, and, and build build the franchise around and, and and so going into the season he was the guy. And, you know, things just began to um slowly kind of unravel I think with the entire football team injuries began to creep in um you know we lost a couple of close games you know things things just started going a little sideways for us and then and then I had to make a decision you know to 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 bench him to put him on the on put him on the side I had to do something to generate a spark generate you know um a win uh the best the best we could and and so I made I made the decision to uh, you know, you know, put him on the sideline and, and start uh, start Jalen. And you know, obviously, we we came out. We I think we won our first game with Jalen, and then uh, ultimately lost the last two or three games there. But you know, I, I, I it's it's funny because there has been a narrative out there that that you know he and I um, didn't speak, but but we had we had conversations early on, even when I was making this decision. I wanted to make sure that he was fully. You know, uh, prepared and, and and understood where I was coming from in making this decision. You know, not just for him, but for the entire football team. Mm-hmm. And and you have to do that from time to time. And and you know, I I look back on it now and and 
I, you know, I, I would have done the same thing. There's nothing yeah. I wouldn't have changed uh, in, in my decision making. You know, to to help our football team win a game because we we weren't playing well. I mean, I, and it's not. I said this many times too in, in in press conferences and interviews where, you know, I, I've always said it's not about one guy. I never, you know, there's eleven on offense, defense, and special teams, so it's never about one guy. But sometimes when when the quarterback, you know, that's that's the position that people look at, right? And that's the position that. Okay, I gotta, I gotta make a decision there, and let's, let's see if we can't generate a spark. And so that that's what I did, and and um, you know, uh, we continued to talk throughout, you know, the rest of the the rest of the year. And I, I listen, I, if I were Carson, I'd probably be upset too, you know. And and that's just that's just the nature of of you know of sport. That's the nature of competition. Um, and and you know, I wish him nothing but the best, and and uh, continue to look forward to, to following his career in the future. Doug Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show. And Jalen Hurts looked terrific. Uh, I mean, he, and he's a – he's. we had him on, uh, Coach. We had him on prior to your drafting him, and I said, what is what is it, What are you going to – what's the team going to get when when they draft you? And he's like, I, I want to be the dog. I want to be the guy that people depend on. I want to be the, the leader. And it just comes out of his pores and his whole story, you know, what happened to him with – in Alabama and Tua, and then going to Oklahoma, and he—I he, think he's got the the thick skin that you personally know you have to have to compete and succeed in that town. And so, what what do you make of the the story again that that um, that uh, Jeffrey Lurie, the owner there, wants Hertz as the guy and doesn't even want like let's let's make him successful. Let's, he's currently the only guy on the roster uh, at the position yeah. in Philadelphia. What do you make yeah. of that right now, yeah. Coach? Well, I mean, I, I that's that's what drew that's what drew me to to Jalen Hurts. Obviously, was that was just exactly what you were saying. Um, you know, I, I, you, you talk to his coaches, you talk to you know the the people that are close to him, and and I mean, this guy is a uh, he's a he's a winner. Um, he wants to win. He wants to put in the hard work, and he wants to put in the the preparation and the time to to be successful and. And it's just, honestly, it's the same things we saw and, and still see in Carson Lance. I mean, it's the same type of mentality. And and Jalen Jalen's gone through what Carson went through last year. You know, at Alabama, he got he got benched for Tua, and you know, and, and then he came off the bench and, and and won a big game for for Alabama, and then obviously goes to Oklahoma and has a has a really good career there and leads them into you know the success that they had. But uh, I, I think I think this guy. Um, can can just use that. He uses that as motivation. He uses that um, as his sort of fire uh, burning desire to to be successful, you know, on and off the football field. And, and uh, I've seen uh, reports here recently that that he's he's working out with guys and throwing and you know and, and wanting to learn and want. These are these are conversations he and I had when he was starting at the end of the season. He was he was always coming to me and asking, you know, how can I get better? How can I improve? And mm-hmm. and this is just who he is. And and um, you know, I just think he's got a got a bright future ahead of him. Doug Peterson here on the Rich Eisen Show. Do you sit at any point in time? Look, uh, you, you're, you're there's an embarrassment of riches. You got that ring, the proverbial no one will ever take it away from you, right? Your football life before all that, uh, the fact that you got to spend a week with family and coach your son, my goodness, at a pro day in front of 25 NFL teams. You obviously have so much to be happy about and proud of and so on. But do you ever sit around and say, what the hell just happened? 
Like, you know, I mean, honestly, like it's you're three years removed from holding the trophy and smiling and and people, you know, they're having to grease, you know, street lights and street lamps in Philadelphia to keep people from climbing them. And like, do you ever sit around and say, what the hell just happened, Doug? I have, um, you know, these these past probably two months, um, you know, since since Mr. Leary and I spoke last. I mean, I, I, I do wonder, you know, but but I honestly I. I, I kind of go past that. I, I think about the good times. I think about the the seventeen season, the team we had. I think about the leadership on that team, and you know, winning a championship, winning a Super Bowl. That's why we get into this business is to win championships, and and that's what Mr. Lurie hired me to do was to win, you know, win a Super Bowl or hopefully multiple Super Bowls, right? In 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 Philadelphia, and and um, you know. I, that they got that done, and and so I look at those moments and, and say, you know what, that's that's what I'm the most proud of, and that's what I can obviously hang my hat on. And I, I know things happen for a reason. I understand it, and and maybe I don't understand it. You know, it kind of goes the other way too. But but I'm not going to dwell on a lot of the negative, right? I'm just going to sit there and, and and now look back on on my time, my five years in Philadelphia, and the the, the relationships I built, and the, the a, a tremendous fan base who still reach out to me today and you know just thank me and the team for you know the championship and and, and what we brought to that city and um you know and, and, and so i those are the those are the things i think about probably more than anything and then i can kind of go out you know uh, on a little bit of a high note i guess in, in philadelphia and, and be remembered for that did you have any shots at getting back in the hc gig this this january like after everything disintegrated in philadelphia did you get a call or um, an opportunity or two? You know, I had I, through my agent talking and doing some different things. There were there were some some small opportunities, but I had just you know um, was was thinking about my next steps and what I was going to do, and and um, you know I just I just didn't want to rush back into into another another opportunity, another head coaching. Uh, situation. I really wanted to sit back and, and, and really analyze the last five years, and and you know if uh, if my future brings another head coaching opportunity, um, you know obviously that's it's gonna it's gonna make me uh, a better head coach in the future uh, because of what I've been through and, and what we've done and, and knowing how to win a championship and how to you know help build a roster that that did that and um, th- those are the things that I've thought about and the, you know the calls that I've that I've taken and, and opportunities to be uh, a coordinator, you know, um, even even this year in 2021, and, and thinking about all of that. But uh, you know, my heart is is set on becoming a, a head coach again, and, okay. and that's that's going to be my focus. Yeah, that was going to be my question, which is kind of dumb though, because I know I've seen I, I see Mariucci still like get on his you put his hands on his knees, lean over, and talk to refs like he you can't get out of your blood. You know what I mean? So. So you do want to yeah. get you you do want to put the headset back on and be an HC in the NFL again? That more I do. Okay. I really, I really do. Um, I really do, and, and and I know that these these five years in Philly have have really kind of, um, I think, paved the way for me. You know, and, and and how to how to assemble a staff, how to how to, to to run an organization, how to lead a football team, and and um, you know how, how to how to work hard, how to how to prepare, and and. Um, you know, put guys in position to, to win games. That's what that's what it's all about. So I, I do have that desire to you know to do that again one day, and, and that's that's my goal. 
Coach, really appreciate the time. Congrats on having that moment with your son out on the field yesterday. That's what we call all kinds of cool. That's like, that's, uh, you're, I have a sign here in front of me that says best dad ever. I got it for my kids. You're coming for my title. I mean, you know, but I can handle it. You know, I feel like I've got, uh, I've got my resume pretty deep on that front too, but congrats on all that. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate the time. Thanks. I appreciate the time yeah. you getting on the horn and talking about a bunch of stuff that, that leaves a lot of people's heads scratching. Um, and, um, and I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. You bet, Rich. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, it was a great time yesterday. And, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to continue to focus on Josh and, and hopefully uh, watch his career this uh, this uh, summer and hopefully this fall. So well, thanks I, thanks again for having me. You got it. I look forward to calling out his name during NFL Network's draft coverage uh, at the end of next That'd month. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd I'll, be great. I'll, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you a little shout out. I'll do that right. <laughs> when that happens. <laughs> you take it, care. Thanks, thanks for so the call. Much. You got it. That's Doug Peterson right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'd be wondering too, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, I I, I, I I shoot everyone straight here on the show. The guy wants to be the HC again. He's not going to sit here and say, yeah, Carson Wentz had pretty damn thick, thin skin. But he's also a, uh, um, a former quarterback who sat in the backup locker room watching Favre go out there every single week, <laughs> week in, week out. You think he was just happy doing that? I'm sure he was, you know. He wants to compete. He wants to compete. He wants to get out there. So he totally understands that. But again, the, the the sense of it is is if Carson Wentz was disgruntled because Jalen Hurts gets drafted, then make sure Jalen Hurts doesn't get on the field. Just like Tom Brady did to Jimmy G. Just like the number that famous GIF of Brock Osweiler slamming his head his his helmet down because there goes Peyton Manning because <laughs> he didn't have his helmet <laughs> ready. not on the field. Yeah. Thought it was going to go out there. Make sure that if you're 11, make sure two doesn't get out there. Pretty much. What happened to Aaron Rodgers this year? MVP. I mean, drafting somebody at the top of the second round to back you up after there's a tro- like I, that's why I brought it up. The 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 statue of that Bud Light put out there. This is not. A, I don't think it was something that the Eagles put out there. It's something the Eagles have kept. Right in front of Lincoln Financial of the moment where Doug Peterson says to Nick Foles and Nick Foles suggests and they go back and forth about the Philly special and that's Super Bowl. Let's do it. That's number nine out there, right? If they didn't have number nine that year when 11 goes down here in the L.A. Coliseum because he's blowing his knee out, there is no Philly special. None. They're not greasing uh, street lamp poles in (laughs) Philadelphia. So if you're 11, you're sitting there going, okay, I get it. You know, like they have to do this, but great. I just signed a long-term contract. You won't see him any out there. That's the thing I never understood. And again, he's not going to sit here and say, yeah, I mean, Wentz just put me on the pay no mind list. And we went down to tubes and it was a hot mess. But that sure sounds what he, you know, it sounds like. And I didn't even get into game 256 because uh, uh, th- that might be for down the road here. Definitely. That's still too soon. That's still fight club too soon type stuff. That's stuff that, you know, we'll find out on a 30 for 30, maybe 15, 20 years from now. That's that's like. I mean, we that, hope. That, well, I mean, that, that sort of stuff is the stuff that's in the NFL vault with uh, why was Todd Gurley running, uh, riding the bicycle so much instead of getting out on the field. That's in the. That's in the NFL vault, like why didn't Marshawn get the ball and why did Malcolm Butler only 
one play. have one special teams play uh, in the Super Bowl Ridiculous. when the Philly Eagles were throwing the ball 19,000 yards. All that stuff's in the NFL vault. That's one of those got to get somebody sharing a beer one day and <laughs> off the record. Like, you haven't heard anything about that. And there's a lot of hard feelings. Clearly. But the guy wants to coach again, and he is being left scratching his head sometimes. And, he's, you know, head coaches need to be positive, and they got to, you know, focus on the task ahead. I mean, they're all goal-oriented. Not a lot of them are like, you know, woe is me types because that's what you have to be to be a head coach. But what the hell did happen? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your call, set up the rest of the day. We got an upset brewing. Oh, no. (laughs) One game in. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. All right, uh, everybody, uh, Colgate is on top of Arkansas right now, one Whoa. to nothing. <laughs> one to nothing. The game has Upset. tipped. The game <laughs> has <laughs> tipped. The game has tipped, and uh, it's taken about 90 seconds for the scoring to start. Colgate <laughs> is on top of three-seed Arkansas, 2 nothing. It's 2 nothing. Oh, no. Upset. Man. That's I might not the upset I'm talking about. I know. I'm kidding. I'm going to trash my bracket. Virginia, Virginia Tech is up, uh, up uh, six, two-possession yeah. lead. Did you watch uh, the exciting finish between UCLA and MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage last night? Did you watch that? <laughs> no, I was watching the Lakers Hornets last Come night. Come on, dude. Are you serious? Well, Melo and, and LeBron. <laughs> what do you well, mean? Am I serious? <laughs> because it's like, it's one of, it's not 82 this year. I don't know what the exact number is, but come on. This is March Madness. This is well, no, it's not. Went up. It's the play. Come on, man. No, it's not. Oh, by the way, fantastic. Is that Smith or is that Hoskins who actually put MSU Spartans (laughs) presented by Rocket Mortgage up there? Thanks, Hoskins. (laughs) You know what? No, he's just following what the press release says. Protocol. That's amazing. And uh, two one-point wins. Norfolk State uh, beats Appalachian State to the right to uh, take on uh, Gonzaga. 
And Mount St. Mary's loses. So it's Texas Southern versus my alma mater coming up uh, on Saturday. And then uh, looked like Wichita State was going to take that uh, play-in game, pardon me, first four game last night. But Drake coming back like like the, the game seven Raptors against the Sixers couple of uh, playoff games ago playoff seasons ago why bring that up well because i just wanted to see if you're listening of one of your 10 teams that you love so uh it's now going to be it's now going to be drake (laughs) versus usc and ucla taking on byu you see there you go now it's it, it was great the juices get flowing fast I watched a little you bit yesterday. And, 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 I but you're like, hey, games. I want to see LaMelo play his 35th professional basketball no, game against the Lakers. No, but his first against the Lakers, you mean? What does it matter? What do you mean, what does it matter? What, because it's the team that Lonzo used to be on? It's a ball family piece of... And also... He's he, going to avenge He's going to avenge the the trade away that Lonzo... Uh, by the way, Lonzo, had to go to Lonzo bring Anthony Davis into... It's not like... I mean, first even off, Lonzo's got to understand why off, he's gone. Lonzo might be coming back to town. What? Which town? This town. Big ball of brand. We here to stay. Clippers sniffing around on Lonzo. Uh, okay. Okay. And secondly, okay. Lamelo. You know, people were kind of taking his comments this week. They asked him, you know, are you excited to play against LeBron? And he was like, No, not really. So you know, there was a little Ooh. bit going on last night. Yeah, but he's also a totally different. I don't even know if there's a letter associated with his generation yet. He's so young. <laughs> You he's know also I mean? rookie of the year. He's of the generation where he's for, amazing where, and fun to watch. He's of the gener. He's only a couple of years older than the the kid who told Cam Newton, "You're just a free agent." Which, by the way, Cam <laughs> Newton never was life. really. Yeah. You know, I guess technically he was for a couple of weeks. You're just a free. You know what I mean? Like, so I do expect the Lamelo Ball generation right. to say about LeBron, "Yeah, no big deal." What he's supposed to say? This is the greatest thing ever. That's the generation now. Back in the day, it was like LeBron, like I, I, I playing playing against playing Kobe, LeBron, playing against Kobe, you know, against Kobe Mike. playing against Mike. I mean, look at but the then difference. they want to beat him. You know, there's a difference. But obviously, I'm more old school. I'd rather you. I'd rather say publicly, I respect this person. I respect this individual. Right. I, you know, you are an all time great. Now I'm going to go beat your ass in the same way that Kobe waved Carl Malone off the blocks in an All Star game in Madison Square Garden. Like it's my ball, but if the ball family feels that LeBron totally orchestrated coming to Los Angeles and getting Anthony Davis at some point, rejecting out of hand Lonzo's Los Angeles drafting and Magic's thoughts on the subject and just rejecting out of hand the minute he hit the tarmac here, if the ball family thinks that he had it in for Anthony Davis and Lonzo wound up being the collateral damage, then, of course, he's going to say stuff like that. None of that, however, trumps watching an actual March Madness game, which we haven't seen in two calendar years. You're crazy. What is your deal? First off, that's not March Madness. The first four games are not March Madness. Tell that to to MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. You're sitting there with their heads. Their heads in their hands. Lamelo, Lamelo had an awesome game, twenty six five and seven, and oh. LeBron had thirty seven and eight last night. I'm sure it's it, it was a worthy watch, and you could have flipped over towards the end of that as opposed to you didn't watch the end of it. You didn't watch the end of the end of what? What happened? UCLA was down a ton, and then they came back and forced overtime, and overtime actually they won it. Great, congratulations uh-huh. to them. So, <laughs> like, I mean, poll question. What are you? What are you? You're crazy. Poll question. Poll question. 
Here's a poll question. Here you go. What what game what game was it last night of the Lakers season or Lonzo's uh, was, Lamelo's it was NBA the career? First game of Lamelo against the Lakers. Okay. So your point like, of like it's game thirty eight. It is that. All right. So what? So what? What? What's more the worthy first of a watch game of Lamelo versus LeBron? Okay. Or, <laughs> or a play-in game? It doesn't matter. What are you it's still talking a, it's about? Exactly right. That's at somebody's tournament. Life is on the line. It's great. Wow. You're seeing it all spill out there. UCLA so, so, versus. So you, so you were going nuts for Texas Southern. And these are two huge programs. UCLA is a huge program, and don't forget. Long before they were MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage, they were the Michigan State Spartans. <laughs> so how am I wording Coached by Tom Izzo. How am I wording That's who this? they are. How am I well, wording you can't this? fit MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage in a poll, in a, in a poll question. So what was more worthy of watching last night? Yeah. What would you exactly? Game 37 of Lamelo's no, no, career? that's not, that's not <laughs> how it's phrased. just happens to be one versus LeBron, first versus LeBron? Yeah, sure. Lamelo's first game versus LeBron, UCLA, MSU, presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> yeah, man. I know what Dick yeah, Dick, Vi- Dick Vitale will say. Shame on you, as he's singing "Happy Birthday" to Mike Del Tufo in hour two. By the way, my four downs on free agency coming up. <laughs> 